0: Fear. No longer a slave to fear. Let's do that again, Karen. (laughs) She just packed it away. Just sit there and meditate. Simon led us beautifully, but just sit there and meditate. No longer (laughs) slave to fear. Prayer this morning, isn't it, that we are no longer slaves to fear, but we recognise that we are God's children. And, and what we're going to be exploring today is that, that our good God wants to bring freedom to our lives. And uh, and we're, we're taking out of the the Second uh, Corinthians reading in chapter three, and, and there's one part that says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It it says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is there there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. This hit me like a ton of a bricks. I was, I was in a theological college, I was praying to God, asking God, Lord, how do you want to use me? How do you... How do you, What kind of minister do you want me to be? It's always an interesting question to ask. And I was sitting in a pastoral care course when pastoral care is not my my natural gifting. And and as as the the lecturer was saying, you know, what is God speaking to you? As as we were praying, uh, uh, like a, a bolt of thunder, like a like a, a, a burst of passion within me, I began to weep for those who were stuck, those who were struggling, those with mental health issues, those that seemed tra- uh, 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 trapped in whatever's going on. And the Lord started to birth in me, and you probably picked it up by now, that this is what God has called me to do is to proclaim where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where God's presence is, where God dwells, where where God inhabits, God's presence causes freedom to burst forth. Where God's presence is... And that's why we linger as we worship. That is why we invite the Spirit is, because where God's presence is, that's when God starts to shake things loose. That's where God starts to break things away. That's where fears fall off of us and addictions collapse and worries dissipate. Where the presence of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How awesome is that? How awesome is it that our God's intent, our God's heartbeat is for that you and for me to live in freedom. That all the things that bind us, restrict us, mar us, confine us, trap us, help hold us hostage, limit us, God wants to do away with. How cool is it that God wants to do away with the things that bind us, limit us, confine us, trap us? How cool is it that that is God's heartbeat for you and me? And so this morning, I just want to unpack a little bit about why we struggle to enter into that freedom that he has for us, but also what that freedom means for us. And so we're going to look at the passage of Scripture now, and and, and we're going to pull it apart a little bit, and hopefully, hopefully you can see God at work in what's happening. It says... Therefore, and whenever it says therefore, you know you've got to read the passages above it. And Paul is in the therefore, it's talking about the difference between the old covenant and the new. The covenant of law and the law of the Spirit. He says, therefore, we have such a hope and we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his faith—a face, not his face, his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end uh, seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull for did we skip a verse? No. OK. but their minds were made dull, for to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ it is taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever uh, anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So this morning, I want to start breaking apart this, this passage of God's intent for us to be free. And we all come, I think, with, with things in our lives that we need to be free from. Even if we've been journeying with God for quite some time, there is always something in our life that God wants to free us from that is holding us back from all that he has called us into. They could be habits. Those, those things that we do that, that, um, that we, we know are great for us, they're not necessarily bad, but they're just habits. And we go, why do I keep on doing this? Why do I keep on kicking the cat every time I want to walk out the door? It's not good, I shouldn't do it but it's just so tempting every time I do. I don't have a cat by the way so (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) We might have uh, lies in our life that limit us, that tell us that we can't go out of the house or that we can't Uh, do this or that lies that tell us that we're we're not who God intended us to be lies that keep us trapped lies that tell us that that uh, we're not good enough or we're 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 not special enough maybe there there are jealousies that we have that we look at other people and we look at what they do and something it grows in our hearts. to go, oh, I wish I was like that. And, and we start getting jealous for what other people have instead of seeing the blessings that we have. Maybe that is what traps us. Maybe it's fears. Fears of viruses. Fears of what's going to happen in the future. Fear that you'll never go on a cruise ship ever again. That was for you too, ladies down there. Fears that can limit us. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's not being able to forgive those in your life that that the pain is too hard, or so you believe. Maybe it's trust issues. Maybe you just struggle to trust people because you've been hurt in the past and you don't want to be hurt again. Your heart has been broken and you don't want to go back there. Maybe it's just bad thinking. Maybe it's self-doubt. Whatever it is, we've got issues going on in our lives that God wants us to be free from. What are yours? What are your issues? What are the things that limit you in your life right now? Because I'm here to proclaim you that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we can come to these things and we can say that we've got to hang on to them but God wants us to let go of them. But it's always our choice. We can hang on to our fears, we can hang on to our lack of trust, we can hang on to our bitterness and say, I'm not giving it up, or we can choose to give it over to our living God and let his presence transform us into the freedom that he wants for us. And this is what Paul's getting at when he's talking about the veil. When he's talking about the veil, he's going back to a story in the Old Testament of Moses. And when Moses went into the holy of holies and conversed with the God, he came out and his face was aglow. That would have been pretty cool to see. No? Yeah. I always think someone with a glowing face would be pretty cool. And so what he used to do is put a, a veil over it and it was... It was said in the Old Testament, well as I read it anyway, that the veil was there to stop them freaking out because of the glory of the Lord. But as we start to read Paul, Paul puts a different spin on it altogether. He says no, they weren't there because they were freaking out about the glory of the Lord. What they were freaking out was was seeing the glory of the Lord disappear. And so Paul was talking about how Moses had this veil and the veil was there was to, to stop the Israelites seeing that God's glory could fade. And he, and he makes a, 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 a reference to the fact that the Old Testament law was meant to fade away but the Spirit of God is meant to remain and it doesn't fade, it doesn't wear out, it doesn't, um, doesn't pass away. But Paul's reference to the veil here I think is critically important to us because what a veil is meant to do is meant to hide what is underneath it. We see that also in the Old Testament when, um, when Leah and, and Rachel were brought to Jacob and she had a veil on and he, he married the wrong woman because he couldn't see her face and it wasn't until the next morning that he realised that he'd been tricked And so a veil is meant to hide things, it's either meant to hide the glory or temporarily hide the the fading glory as as Paul says it, but it's there to hide what is meant to be seen. And so Paul then uses this metaphor and he switches it around to not being a, a metaphor about hiding one's face though i think that's important but also one that starts to hide people's hearts and this is why i think it's critical because when you are trapped when you are limited when you are broken when you're not living in the freedom that god has for you the reason why you have not yet seen the freedom that god wants to give you is because your hearts are veiled So there, there's a covering there, there might be an excuse, but it might be a, a, a theology. But whatever is happening in our hearts, we can no longer see the truth and we no longer want to know the truth, we just want to stay where we are. And Because what a veil does for us is it keeps God distant instead of bringing God close. What a veil says is that I don't want to see what God's doing. I don't want to know what's God doing. I'm happy in my brokenness. I'm happy in my my confinement. I'm happy believing what I do. Even though I am not happy, I'm happy. That's the crazy thing about it. That God wants to give us freedom. He offers it to us, and we go, Nope. Because what that means, God, is that you've got to become more real to me. And I'm not sure if I can help that. You might ask something too much of me and I, I'm not sure I can do that. You might change me into a different person and I'm not sure I want you to do that. God, I, I can't step into the freedom that you have for me because I, I, I know, I know what it's like to be trapped, but I don't know what it's like to be free. So we put this veil over our heart. Stop at seeing that God wants to be close and to keep God Distant. We want to stay in our bubble of bitterness. We want to stay in our bubble of jealousy. We want to stay in the bubble of not trusting anyone or anything. The only person we can trust is ourselves. And we put a veil over our heart and we tell ourselves that that's just the way we are. That's just the way it's always going to be. And that's just our lot in life. And I'm here to tell you that where the Spirit of the Lord there is freedom, that that is not what God intends for you. And, and, And Paul goes on to say there is only one way to transfer from the veil into the fullness of Christ, and that is to turn to Jesus. And the inference that he's giving here is to repent, to, to uh, let yourself fall to your knees and say, God, I don't want this anymore. I want to renounce it in my life and I want your freedom to come in. And Jesus says this in just about every gospel. In fact, Matthew's and I think Luke's, he says it twice. He says, if you want to gain your life, you will lose it. But if you want to lose your life for my sake, then you'll find it. And what he's saying there is that when you think you can do this thing on your own, you think you can escape from your bondage on your own, you think that you've got it all sorted out. If you're going to come with that thinking, then you're going to lose. But if you come repentant, God and saying, God, I I cannot do this. I need you to do this. There is no way possible. I just know that your promise is to bring freedom. And I'm going to come and fall on my knees and say, God, will you do a work in my heart and in my soul? That's when God says, now you'll live. Now you'll live. And so the way to remove the veil from our eyes and the veil from our heart, the way to remove our stubbornness is to come and give it up. And it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Until you're the one who has to give it up. Saying sorry, technically, is the easiest thing you can do until your emotion comes into it. And all of a sudden saying sorry is incredibly hard. And it's exactly the same thing with allowing the freedom of God to enter into your life. It is about letting go. About saying, God, I just want to affirm that you don't want me to live in fear, so I'm going to surrender my fear to you now. I know, God, that you don't want me to live in worry. In fact, your scripture talks about it. And so I'm going to just ask you to come in and I'm going to surrender my worry to you. To remove the veil from our eyes and from our heart. We need to come on our knees. Knowing that freedom is his heartbeat. Knowing that freedom is his desire for you. Knowing that he wants you to be free from the things that limit you. Paul calls it throw off the things that hinder and race towards the prize. That is the heartbeat that he wants you to do. But until you're prepared to come before and, and, and allow God to remove that veil upon your heart and upon your eyes, it will never happen. Because as soon as you remove the veil... God all of a sudden becomes bigger. As soon as you lay it down, as soon as you surrender that veil before God and say, God, take my attitude away from me, take this veil away from my heart, as soon as we do that, God becomes bigger and all of a sudden God can do anything. And I can tell you this, if he can fling the stars into space, he can deal with your issue. If he can raise Christ from the dead, he can deal with your issue. If he can cast demons out of people that is restricting them, then he can deal with your issue. If he can can pick up the brokenhearted, then he can deal with your heart. He said, Barry, why can't he? Well, you know, why haven't I seen it? Well, maybe because you need to let the veil go. Let the excuses go. And this is why I think you do, because when we enter into God's freedom, when we choose to let God lead us, when we choose to allow God to work in us, it's, it's a progress, it's not an instant prayer and all of a sudden you're all good. When we choose to step into that freedom, this is where it starts to lead us we start to become free to be who we truly are. And that scares some people. I've had people sit in my office and they've got an issue in their life that they are dealing with. And when I nail it down and say, I think God can help you in this, and they go, Barry, I'm just not sure because I don't know who I would be without this burden in my life. But God's desire is for you to be truly you. Not you acting out of fear, not you acting out of bitterness, not you acting out of the, the words that have harmed you and weed you, but truly you. Free, truly to be you. To laugh at the things that make you laugh. To feel uh, emotions that, that truly make you feel to cry in the soppy movies because you're a crier in soppy movies. God wants you to be free to be truly you. And maybe you don't know what it means to be truly you. Maybe there's so much stuff going on that you don't really know what it is, but God will guide you and God will show you and you will like you I can guarantee it. When we, we enter into the freedom of God, not only are we free to be truly us, but we're free to truly worship God for who He is. And what I mean when we're truly uh, free to worship God, that we're, we're free to worship God however we need to worship God. We're not sitting there and going, oh, I don't know if people next to me will appreciate me raising my hands. Do I look silly? Do I look like I'm holding a TV? or a baby, or something? Do I feel like I'm doing semaphore as I worship? When you're free to to worship God, all you're concerned about is your heart pouring itself out to the creator of the universe and receiving all the love that God has for you back in response. And I've seen people... Laid out flat on the floor, worshiping God. I've seen people dance. I've seen some crazy things in my time. But you know what? If that is them truly giving over their heart and their their mind and their soul to worshiping God, then God bless you. All I ask is no tambourines, please. It's all I ask. I had a friend who was a salvo officer. And he used to hide all the tambourines because he couldn't stand them. So, and then we enter into a a thing about being free to obey. When when the Spirit of God says, hey, Barry, I want you to go and speak to your neighbour, you're not worried about, oh, are they going to love me? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to do that? You go, yes, Lord. If that's what you want, then you've got it for a reason, I'm there. When we're free to obey, when we when we throw off the things that, that hinder us, that when the Spirit of God asks us to do something, we don't have this 15-minute conversation with ourselves about what we can do and what we can't do. We just go, well, you want me to step out of the boat? I'm stepping out of the boat. We're free to obey. Now, I could go on, but I just want to say the last one is the... Fr- free to feel free to feel hope and trust and love free to accept the truth whether you like it or not God wants us to freely feel the good and the bad in this world and for some of us feeling is the most scary thing because our hearts have been damaged. Our emotions have been damaged and we don't know if we can ever get back there again. But oh, what I want to say to you this morning is where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And like the great theologian uh, uh, movie Shrek um, says that us as ogres are like onions and so are uh, the the freedom, uh, you know, the things that bind us, that God will remove one after another after another. And as soon as God reveals another one, we've got to let it go and let God deal with it. And I've been walking with the the Lord 30-odd years now, and God is still peeling that onion, still um, releasing a, a new level of freedom every time he speaks to me and asks me to give something up. It's not just a magical prayer, but it's a process of allowing God. The theologians call it sanctification, where we become um, less like us and more like Jesus. So I want you to hear the heartbeat of God. Where his presence is, there is Freedom. And that's why as a church we're going to continue to push in to allowing the presence of God to come into our worship spaces. Is where the presence of God is, there is freedom. And you know what? Sometimes I've seen just uh, as, as people have been worshipping and people have poured out their heart to God, things fall off people. It's beautiful to see. Other things are like a, a good wine stain. They take a little bit more work to get rid of. It's not impossible. Now you know in your heart right now as I've been speaking, your heart has been telling you, the Spirit of God inside of you has been telling you that there is something that you need to be free from. And and so I want to encourage you to step into this freedom. Freedom. Uh, and keep on stepping in because we're never done. And if we think we're done, we're either in heaven or we're lying to ourselves. And, and so I want to give you an opportunity now to say yes to God. And I think I'll just have Tony up just for, the, for now. Is he here? Where's Tony? Yeah, sorry, man. Too short. I didn't see you. And will you stand with me if you're able? And Tony's just going to give us a little bit of uh, m- m- music. And it's a, it's a time of surrender for you. Whatever it is that God has placed upon your heart while I've been seeking, it's a time of surrender. Maybe... You're sick of not being able to feel like you know that you should be able to feel. Maybe it's that you're sick of not being able to worship how you know you should be able to worship. Maybe you you really want to trust people again. Maybe you want to let go of the hurt. And I'm just going to ask you right now as you close your eyes that if you want God to do something, to stick out your hands like you're carrying a TV. Not down low, but up high. Just as a sign, because you've got to step out and step into what God has for you. And we're just going to ask that God does a work in your life. So let's pray together. Holy God, as your people, we ask for your forgiveness. Lord, that we've been carrying around things that we don't need to carry. And so Lord, right now, Lord, we bring the things that confine us, that trap us, that limit us, and we place them before you. And we say, Lord, take it away. We renounce it, we don't want it a part of our life anymore and Lord we, we want to accept from you we want to take into ourselves your spirit that brings freedom so Lord we no longer want to be slaves we want to be your children we no longer want to be bound, we want to enter your freedom come Holy Spirit and bring your freedom power, shake off that which needs to be shaken, break off Lord that that needs to be broken let loose Lord that that needs to be loosened right now in Jesus name bring your power of your spirit because where your spirit is there is freedom and we proclaim freedom upon the lives of people in this room right now, Lord as they've surrendered, as they've given up, as they've let go Lord bring your power of freedom upon them now bring your love, bring your peace flood their lives Lord with your joy and with your presence and Lord bring that continual freedom into their lives, one thing after another Lord, one thing after another come Holy God bring your power, bring your love bring your freedom in Jesus name we